Agenda, your weekly source for cannabis-related news and informed discussion. We podcast for an hour every Monday covering topics related to cannabis legalization, medical marijuana, and market-related information. You can follow online with us at CannabisAgenda.com. And now, your hosts, Jamie Katz and Pat Reed. to hear you talk hard to hear you talking in that though matt it's still like the the void the highs maybe should be higher or some, uh, something it needs some work know. it needs some work it needs some work, work but it's, an <laughs> it's an excellent start i'll tell you one thing it's about four thousand times better than me going and this is jerry all right dude that was good i like the i like the the home run effect that that's that's sweet dude i'm just gonna picture myself you know, standing at the plate and rocking one out to left, deep left field every time we we do that intro from now on. So, <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, uh, I'm it's super excited about today's show, partly because the topic is probably the most current, but also because I've been smoking some super bomb butane extract of uh, sativa dominant variety, man, and it is so bomb, dude. Oh. Like, Super good. Look, check this, uh, Jamie. This would be probably one of the best ways, in my opinion, it's one of the best ways for people to medicate because huh. it brings all, all, like practically all the plant matter that you smoke isn't really so useful for you. So you're burning a lot of stuff into your lungs. It's really unnecessary when you smoke marijuana. You Absolutely. Know? So when you extract it down into a very, very potent um, extract where the THC is probably somewhere around 60 or 70 percent. You barely need anything to medicate. So right. this little bong, this little modified bong that has this quartz tea on it, and you heat it with a butane torch. You get it hot, and then you put this little piece over the over the tea over the little quartz piece, and then you just touch while you're inhaling on the bong. Just touch a, one tiny little ball of this hash to it. And it gives you one bong hit, and it basically like vaporizes that bong hit. And I mean, when you first start medicating this stuff, you can do tiny little balls, and it gets it it gets you really high, and it's a really really uppity high too. It does not produce a couch lock effect as long as you don't over medicate with it. But it is strong, and you it it basically feels like I haven't been smoking for a week. I have, you know what I mean, like. I haven't even. It's 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 super clean, super streamlined, and wow is all I have to say. It's also wow. a price. Hey, it's an expensive oh, hobby it's, for sure. It is. How, what's the yeah. price is that? Dude, it retails in um it retails in in dispensaries throughout the state somewhere between like fifty and seventy five dollars per gram. Wow. Yeah, but you can pricey. break a gram into Over? like a hundred. You can break a gram into like a hundred to a hundred and fifteen hits, though individual little hits that you yeah. take off of the bong. So I mean, it it lasts a, a while. It's actually probably fairly competitive to smoking, as like you know, as far as like price wise and stuff. Like what you would already spend now if you needed to buy an eighth every time you smoked or whatnot, you know. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. How was that LA? Yeah, how was that LA confidential for you? Did it work out? 
Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea how, how it does what it does, but it completely eliminates my uh, cervical problems in my cervical spine, which are the worst because it's it feels like it's right below my brain stem there. So when it radiates out and it you know does its little thing, it's going into like you know, important stuff like my brain and so forth. And of course, it's in my spinal cord in the first place. So it's pretty gnarly, man. And it's just this ugliness kind of all the time. And it's just, I kind of, you kind of, you never get used to it, but you kind of adapt because it's just there all the time. You don't have any choice. And so it's just amazing when it just gets, it just kind of whisks it right away. I don't, I don't understand how it can be so effective. I mean, a lot of cannabis, it helps and it helps to mitigate those circumstances, but I've never had a strain that really is, is quite so pleasant and consistently pleasant over days, you know, where you don't get a little bit bummed on it or something that, that was so effective as this strain. So I'm really happy with it, man. Thanks for asking. Good. Yeah, that's good, man. It's good. It's, uh, it's good to hear that that's, it's working for your uh, symptoms and stuff. That's, 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 uh, you know, it's good to find something that works for you. Feeling good and healthy. Yeah. So, um, only piece of like real current, like, uh, uh, national news, it's, you know, news from another state I found is, uh, Baltimore sun reported that, um, Maryland senators have advanced a bill that would legalize medical marijuana. The senators backed a procedural move on Friday that will allow a final vote on the measure. The proposal would allow pharmacies to distribute marijuana to patients who receive authorization from a physician with whom they have had ongoing medical relationships. It would also recategorize marijuana as a highly regulated pain medication like morphine instead of keeping it in the same category of drugs like heroin. The bill has bipartisan support and uh, is likely to become law sometime this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, Maryland, is, I mean, I don't know. That's not a lot of info for me on exactly what it is, but it sounds like um, sounds like a lot of the states all around Washington, D.C., and obviously Washington, D.C. itself, are starting to move towards medical pot. Um, hip, hip, hooray. Bring it on. Yep, for sure. Go smoke a doobie and on. Uh, can you imagine? You think that uh, it'll ever get <laughs> liberal enough in D.C. where you like can like go to the Vietnam Wall and like burn one down and like you know no, no one will fuck with you or anything? You know, I'm sure there's probably some Vietnam vets that have done just that. They were like, screw it, man. I don't care about the penalty. I know. But, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. It's uh, it's a really uh, heartening and encouraging thing that they finally got around to dealing with their medical uh, cannabis law. I mean, it's one thing to fight for this legislation but to get it approved and then nothing happened that's just like that's almost the worst <laughs> you know yep i'm sure it, if you don't have the that kind of legislation uh already passed in your state then that's one thing but if you're going you know because you're going oh man we need to do something we need to fix this but then if you've already done it and you're going we need to do something we need to fix this that's just oh what a kick in the nads you know right right yeah yeah crazy watch the eastern seaboard basically fall so it's like it really it's really weird it's like uh it it truly has been the difference between red states and blue states almost pretty much it seems like i guess not though really like arizona so. nevada but not really it's like the west coast and then the east coast and now it's starting to go up across 
the north the you know like the the northern plains and and stuff a little bit too right but i mean like that's kind of and that's that's similar to the blue red voting block but not exactly cuz like nevada uh new mexico are definitely not always like blue states i'd say montana's definitely not you know so there's some states that are moving in that direction that I guess aren't like, you know, don't vote for Democrats in presidential races or whatever, but it has that weird like sort of eastern, west coast, um, you know, Dynamics. sort of does, yeah. And it's starting yeah. to fall up around your place too where you're living, you know, like those states are starting to – fall in line too but yeah, I think uh, the this- midwest is key actually the midwest is a huge thing because the the sentiment among legislators is it's not going to happen in the midwest i'm telling you and it, and and you know if i'm wrong because they say never say never let me just say this if it if it ever does happen in, in the midwest it'll be a heck of a long time from now i heard it many uh, countless times over and over and then here we come michigan is like woohoo you know i mean it's the second biggest state since california so that's huge and illinois is you guys are gonna do it wisconsin thinking about doing it minnesota's thinking about doing it iowa's gonna do it i mean it's it's just uh they're just falling and it's like a domino it's a true like domino effect it's just kind of taken off you know i mean it's been how many states we have now 15 is that right 15 states and it's been since California first did it was 1996. So 14 years, we've now have we are now finally going at a rate faster than one state per year. And we know that it's starting to go way faster than that because this year alone, there's going to be several that pass. So the the speed of that domino effect is finally like really spe- you know starting to increase, which is is really interesting to see. Really, well, they, really interesting. Steve. You know that uh, a medical marijuana bill was introduced last week by Representative Kenny Yuko from Ohio and a handful of House Democrats. And it's pretty much already gone up in smoke, despite what most Ohioans may think. But a May 2009 Ohio poll conducted by the Institute of Policy Research at the University of Cincinnati found that 73% of Ohio adults favored allowing medical marijuana. 73%. So nice. I would hear. I would look to hear something in the future, some more from uh, Ohio, without a doubt. That basically will connect. I mean, soon you'll have a complete like connection between the East Coast and the West Coast, eventually, yep. where the states connect and everything all the way across in one way or another all the way across. When you think Texas is going to allow some medical marijuana, think it's going to happen in Texas anytime soon? Whew. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's hard to tell. You know, I see those commercials, and it just kills me every time I hear the commercials about Texas. Texas, it's like a whole other country. You know what? <laughs> They're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. I've had – I always feel paranoid in Texas. I don't know. Oh, but. man, there's some fantastic people in Texas and some great things going on in Texas. Man, we love Texas. There's nothing negative against Texas, but, man, the flip side, woo, it is a whole it's other thing. It's too country. bad that it's surrounded by Texas. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Let's see how it goes. I think Oklahoma <laughs> is uh, our biggest problem right now. You know, I mean – and there's this famous country songs talking about we don't drink or we don't smoke weed in in Muskogee. You ever heard that? Hell no. Song? It's a I don't know famous country tune. Anyway, burned it that's, from my memory. 
That's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much uh, the sentiment that they're going by in a general sense down there in uh, Oklahoma still, and they're especially their legislators, and it's it's a really rough deal. They're bad mouthing, but I think it's gonna. I think these type of things are. Per- potentially uh beneficial for us it's 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 kind of like a gift horse that just kind of coming up and and i don't think they realize it you know and they certainly don't intend to help out our our uh efforts but you know whenever they propose this and ridiculous i mean these hard stances that are really 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 negative and focused uh negativity against cannabis and they present it with all the they support it with all this propagandistic like propaganda from decades and decades ago and things that have been logical, you know, just totally disproved. And, you know, if a legislator steps out and says, you show me, I challenge you with total confidence. They say, I challenge you, you show me one legitimate medical marijuana research study. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, is he like secretly on our side or what's going on here? So, all right. All right. You know, who knows? Maybe what, how, do you, how, and, how do you think people in Oklahoma? Okay. How do you think people in Oklahoma are feeling about California's uh, movement to uh, regulate, control, and tax cannabis? I think I think they're scared. I think it, I think some of them are scared witless, and I think that's unfortunate because it's the same kind of uh, fear tactic that you know that whole cloak of oh my gosh the sky is falling you know mentality that's been associated with can intentionally you know pinned to the whole cannabis issue and, and everything related to cannabis, you know, by the propagandas, uh, the creators of all the propaganda and stuff and the, the drug warriors. And, you know, it's the same kind of, of reaction I think they're getting in this case where it's like, oh, my God, now it's, they're, they're taking over everything. We have to do something drastic, and it's just this. I think, I think there's some of that going on there. I mean, of course, you have to understand, too, I'm sure you realize that Oklahoma probably has a sizable population of people in there that are going, yeah, <laughs> right on, do it. You know? See, well, you seem to think that it's the, the – you know, I think this is where our thing differs here is you seem to think that it's the – populace that has like a, a scared kind of anti-marijuana stance I, I just think it's the governments dude I don't think it's the yeah. I don't think it's well, the people as much I mean that, I, there, it does exist but man it's small I don't so I'm from Kentucky first place to go Republican in a presidential uh, election every year it's the first red state and it is the middle of the Bible Belt, and I have a lot of very conservative Republican Christian friends on Facebook and where not else, and no one ever gives me any slack about marijuana. It's not an issue to them. They, they're not as like – they just don't have a lot of saliency towards it. They don't really care. You know what I mean? It's what I the, that- is kind of the feedback I get. Right, right. I think that, that, that a lot of people are that way. I think a lot of people are probably that way in Oklahoma, too. But I think the portion that I'm talking about, the portion of the population that I'm speaking of is the, you know, these guys had to get, these people, men and women, had to get elected somehow and the pe- by a majority. And that majority of people that voted them in, there's a big uh, portion of those individuals that believe them they trust them that's why they put them in office and they listen to the, their guidance you know they look to them for guidance and and i think that's unfortunate that you know it, it, i wish that it could just be our government and we could just all focus on that it'd be an easy fight but they 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 convince people that that's what's going on i mean obviously that's the only reason that people are scared because there's no reason to be scared in the first place you know well i just think it, it's it's like you know how many people are evangelical Christians in this country? Twenty 
six percent, twenty five percent a quarter, like which is a sig- significant a portion, right? But yeah. then, like, I think of the evangelical people that I know, and I don't think that too many, if even them, are like way freaked out about cannabis. Yeah, just, I don't think so either. I think that that's something that really surprises me. One of the things that surprises me the most. I'm really I'm kind of taken aback sometimes when I see uh, and I, I talk to a lot of evangelical Christians. I don't don't ask me how that happens. But um, when I when I speak to them about stuff, I'm afraid that they're going to take a really hard stance and say this is, you know, evil and it's it's a horrifying, horrible sin. And it's all these things, you know, that are so negative. And I don't get that a lot of time. I don't get that at all. You know, and it's amazing to see really hardcore Christians that come out with some pretty radical, like, you know, strict views on some things that most people are going, other people are going, whoa, what's up with that? And then yet they're saying, you know, this is a plant put here, you know, for us to use. It's just a plant. We should stop hurting people. And they, some people, you know, just see the logic through all the smoke and mirrors that are all set up. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's actually coming to light, and people are lightening their once, you know, completely petrified, scared attitude towards. Well, it. you know, the old the old uh, saying is, once you uh, stretch your mind, it will never go back to its original dimensions again. So we're not going back. Once people get this, they're not going to go back to the old. I don't know what the hell is going on around here. No, so and, and you know, the internet age, the media age that we're in is. It, the power is on our side. We are going to make more mom- – there's no way that the government can ever can ever like be as um, successful in a propaganda war against marijuana like they have had been in the, right. 30, you know, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, yeah. It's just not going to ever work the way, for them the way that it has. It's, we're yeah. always going to be netting. We will always be gaining more ground than they will be in opposition of us. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I think a lot of it, there's kind of a gate holding a lot of people back right now because of the illegality and they want to be good citizens and they want to, you know, it's it think interest or concerns to the individuals make predict their judgment based on things that don't have anything to do with cannabis necessarily because we poll around the nation and routinely it's, it's big majorities, 70 plus percent of people or even 80 plus percent of people are pro medical cannabis and like 50 percent of people in california have have they've done polls uh on more than one polling a uh, legitimate credible polling place that that said it was over 50 percent that's that were good with legalization I yeah mean, the tax cannabis the tax cannabis orgs dot uh, org site right now says that uh, in, uh, in April of 2009, a statewide field poll, 56% supported legalizing cannabis. So Man. that's what's going on in California. Speaking of, I think it's time to load up our nugget. And this mm-hmm. nugget is an exciting nugget, and it is probably the dankest nug we're going to smoke on for a bit now because right. it's time for people to determine – whether or not the Tax Cannabis Act, the Control and Tax, regulate, control, and tax and Cannabis tax. Act in California that we're going to vote on in November of this year, 2010, whether or not it's a step forward, a step back, or it's just no step at all. It's really time for us to start honing in on this issue and figuring out 
what it means for the future right. of marijuana in the United States, and especially in California, and then also in places that have complete pot economies like the Emerald Triangle. So, absolutely, with be, that, yeah, let's get to the super nugget special bonus of the day. <laughs> Burn that shit up. Here we go, guys. All right, so I'm getting uh, a lot of information. People can just check out taxcannabis.org. It's the official site for the um, people that are running the campaign itself. Uh, you I do. It's www.taxcannabis.org, <laughs> and um, they started a campaign um, a couple days ago, like three days ago, where they're trying to raise $42,000 by April 20th, and people, they need money. They really, if, if they have any shot at competing ad-wise with the out-of-state money that will be coming in against this um, measure, then they need, they need you to d donate five bucks. If you, if you can donate five bucks to this cause, they'd appreciate it. If you have a little bit more time, you can set up your own donations page. And I'm sure all of you with all of your social networking sites can find a way to get even some of the most like periphery, like peripheral type supporters of cannabis potentially throw in five bucks for this cause. And the reason, and now me, I'm supporting people donating to this cause to see where we can take it. I'm not necessarily saying you should vote yes for this bill yet, but I do think that it deserves a fair chance. And I think it deserves to make the, to be able to have the money to give it a fair chance that the, the anti-legalization uh, money will get in this state, which is going to be huge. It's going to be coming in from plastic companies and oil companies, and uh, uh, all sorts of huge corporations will be sending money into this state to try and shoot this bill down. So please, if you can donate, donate. Now here's what it is. Um, it's basically going to control cannabis like alcohol. It's going to allow adults 21 and over in California to possess up to one ounce of cannabis. Now, you don't have to be a California state resident, so it, currently with our, you know, our dispensary system or medical system, uh, Jamie, if you came over here to visit with us, you wouldn't be able to legally buy weed. You wouldn't be able to go into a dispensary and look at product. However, after this passes, if you came here to visit, you'd be able to, to buy up to an ounce. Right, mm -hmm. so that would that would be the change. You'd be over 21. You can have have weed. It gives local governments the ability to tax the sale of cannabis to adults over 21. Um, what that means is is any person that's in California and is over 21 can legally possess up to one ounce, um, regardless of where you are. However, it gives the power of regulating the business side of it to local. Um, to, to, to counties and local municipalities. So if Kern County doesn't want marijuana sold or produced in their county, they can not make any laws about it and ban its, its, commercial, uh, its commercial sell and production in their county. However, they cannot prosecute anyone for having up to an ounce of marijuana. So anyone that it's kind of it would be similar to like Kentucky has a bunch of dry counties, and those dry counties um, basically uh, you can have as much beer or whiskey or whatever as you want. You just there's nowhere to buy it or sell it in those counties. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it's it's the potential that we have a system that starts out kind of like that may exist. There may be some counties in California that don't 
don't support the the commercialization of it, but they'll mm-hmm. by law be forced to not arrest people for possessing up to an ounce. Um, mm-hmm. And that that is at the core. That's what this bill will do. So, okay. what, what thought? What, what, how do you feel about that right off the bat, Jamie? Um, well, you started off. You you had me at I can buy an ounce. But, uh, <laughs> uh, right. Beyond that, I I think that this bill. Um, or it's not a bill. I, I have to stop calling this a bill. It's a referendum, obviously, put there by the people. Um, I think that I think that there's probably going to be some pros and cons to this. Um, I think that a lot of people are nervous about it, and I think that we need, it, at minimum, to have a considerable amount of additional discussion about this, so people can understand what will be. What will happen if this bill is passed, or this uh, referendum, I'm sorry, is passed, um, and uh, in the positive and the negative. I mean, there has to be some negative to this. It, it's not all good. There has to be some kind of control scheme, and something's going on in here that, you know, if people haven't really thoroughly read through it and, and really absorbed all those little ins and outs of it. I mean, it's, it's not just like a paragraph long, simply stated. Um, proposal it's pretty uh it's pretty lengthy and involved really i mean yep. so i haven't really been able to absorb the entire thing yet and really get my head around all of it but uh i've read some things that uh some articles from people that don't like it i mean jack herrera doesn't like it um the who's that guy merp the the merp guy the Kane is his name he doesn't like it but you know Bruce Kane wants it to be completely legalized outright, and he has a he has a petition going on right now for the re-legalization of cannabis. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. To tell you the okay. honest truth, I'd like uh, I'd like to talk about this some more. Sure, and and you know, that, I mean, honestly, dude, those are just those are. There's going to be a lot of argument from authority. If you look into this, sure. I mean, Richard Lee is who's backing this. His people wrote this bill. He makes right. mega fucking bank, mega. dude. You mega betcha. bank down there in <laughs> Oakland, and um, with Oaksterdam and their whole thing down there. I mean, they're they are running. Um, their organization legally um, within the state of California, and they have money to back this, and they had money to help put this on there. And he is someone that would benefit from things staying in the status quo to some degree, I believe. Um, but this is this is what they this is what they they believe is the right step to towards um, towards uh, you know giving us some more freedom within the cannabis uh, movement and, and economy within this state. Um, here's here's the, so the arguments from authority are going to come from every which way. I completely respect Jack Herrera um, and I understand a lot of the sentiment against this. I am still kind of in up in the air. I mean, I have not cannot tell you 100% I am going to vote yes on this bill. I, I just I can't tell you that yet. But I am leaning towards voting yes on it, and here's why. It stops okay. putting people in jail. It stops putting people in jail, dude. Does you, it really? That yeah. would be my question. Okay, so if, if I can have an ounce of – if I can buy weed anywhere I want on the legal market, whatever they define, each area defines is the legal market, 
I can possess more than an ounce, probably, right? Because they're not going to be able to keep track of how much weed I have. So I could it go to one to place. Be, uh, personal consumption and not for sale, because you know it'll be obvious that they could tell which is going on. I guess. But the <laughs> but, but I mean that's the thing is it, it, they're not going to be looking into it as much anymore. Why would we legalize marijuana and then allow our police force to investigate its um, its production anymore? You you think do you think that this will not change anything basically that we'll still be we'll still be you know hassled by cops the way that we have been? It's not that I think that per se. It's just that I think that this bill this uh, initiative won't go far enough. I mean, there's other players that we can't forget that are that are in this scene right now. Uh, Tom Amiano being the 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 biggest one. I mean, his uh, his uh, proposed legislation would actually regulate marijuana like alcohol with people over 21 years uh, old allowed to grow by, sell, and possess it. And I don't think that the limitations are nearly the same as... No, as Tom Amiano's bill would have been better. It, would, it wouldn't have been... It, it still would have been a form of incrementalism, but not like this. This is definitely has its, its bars. It's like you say, and then when they legalize alcohol, them going, but you can only have up to one six-pack of beer and yeah. a fifth of whiskey or two exactly. bottles of wine, and that's it. You hit that's, it on the head. That's exactly my, my primary problem with this initiative. <laughs> Sure, but, but is that really is that really a reason to vote down our chance? So is that a big enough thing that makes you think if you were here you'd vote no? Um, I don't think so. I think that I I, I review this type of uh, these type of proposals very carefully, um, and and try to make a I don't know an intelligent you know decision on what I want to do. And I'm not even to a place where I feel comfortable that I could do that about this this initiative yet um there's several different things posted there's herrera's thing that he was trying to get going on and then uh amiano's stuff that he was working on and there's there's a lot of a lot of people trying to get something happening and i think the big idea here is we've worked for so long for uh, more a more outright legalization that this may be the time and it's just kind of falls along the same thing as uh, lines as what you just said who knows? This may be the, the the time when this needs to happen, and and we need to get our bang for the buck, so to speak, and really make it work for us and and do it right. And I think uh, people are just worried that it falls short. But I totally agree with what you're saying. I think if I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you're saying yeah, but this is a heck of a lot better than where we're at now. Dude, here's what I'm saying is 99% of people that use marijuana don't have over an ounce of it anyway. They buy eights, grams, a cookie, a brownie. Uh, sometimes if they're really you know, into it, a, uh, they buy a fucking quarter ounce of it. Maybe sometimes they have a couple different types of medication, but they still probably have it in less than an eighth. And who can really stop them from having more than an ounce? How do you stop someone from having more than an ounce if you're not investigating 
everybody in the state. Those people that that like to keep more than an I don't think they're going to have any problem really having more than an ounce. It's not going to be like your weed jars are going to be tapped at home and the government's got fucking alarms going to go off in the bat cave and then it'll fly fucking George Bush with AK-47s from his fucking <laughs> Russian Russian friends over in, in Afghanistan Afghanistan fucking mountains and blow us up or anything. I, I just I, I know that it, it the words, the legal, the 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 what it's saying as far as possession. I agree that an ounce is silly, um, completely arbitrary mark, right? Like what? Why? Okay, but it creates in California. It immediately will create a situation where anyone that is in California for tourism purposes, business purposes, people that come here temporarily throughout the year to make movies, people that come and visit our beaches, go skiing in Tahoe, um, visit our lakes and travel RV style throughout the state of California will be legally allowed to buy marijuana. It is a huge, huge thing that our state could really benefit from as far as the amount of money it will actually bring to a legal – industry and for 99% of people involved in mar- that use marijuana it is not too strict it's not too strict on them it's like perfect for those people but then it's you know then it's the real connoisseurs and the producers and the you know people that work in the industry are the ones that are like that's crazy just an ounce what's well, like look dude you're going to then live somewhere and work somewhere that allows you to have more than an ounce because you're a producer you're in the business. They understand that you're not going to have just an ounce. You see what I'm saying now? Like mm-hmm. you're going to have pounds and pounds and you know all sorts of shit. The thing that I don't like about the bill really is the one. Well, I was going to get into this earlier. This is just a caveat for now, though. But like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really define edibles and hash all that well. And in my opinion, that stuff needs to be laid out what the laws are going to be with that. So. That is a big, you know, gray area within this thing, and it, that could potentially continue to be a gray market, or it may just be a market that still, like, you have to go through the medical side of things because this doesn't trump. I mean, it doesn't get rid of our medical system in California. They're going to coexist for a while at least, and um, you may have to go to get your edibles and your hash through that route. But even still, even in our current market, edibles and hash are kind of, you know, gray. Um, and some places do it and some places don't. And sometimes cops are harsher about it and sometimes they're not. And it's just really inconsistent. But what I like about this is I really do believe it's going to stop putting people in jail in California for the most part. Uh, I think that um, it's going to give those of us that do work in this industry a much more clear path to deal with the IRS and to uh, tell them what we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I work in this industry. I do this. This is my job. I make this much money. Here are my taxes. Uh, make it easier for people in this industry to buy property. Um, uh, people won't have to set up completely erroneous front businesses anymore in order to claim income, which most people in this industry aren't savvy enough to do anyway, and it is breaking a law, really. So they won't have to break a law to be able to claim income. And uh, Essentially, it means a lot of people in this industry can come out of the closet and have a job that they can feel proud about, and they don't have to feel like criminals anymore. And I think all around, that's the sentiment that this bill actually does 
give people is it will take away a lot of the stigma of pot. Sure. And and I'm all for that part. I mean, there's some hazy kind of language in some of this that we're getting, some of the info we're getting so far. I mean, I know that it, uh, it's supposed to permit local authorities to authorize the possession and cultivation, including a commercial production of larger amounts of marijuana. They have a set, limits but it also allows for that for the local authorities to authorize uh commercial production of larger amounts what are the set limits before we get into this there's the one ounce right you may the measure states that persons generally may possess uh process or transport up to one ounce of marijuana yes cultivate cannabis on private property in an area of 25 square feet Mm -hmm. possess harvest Possess harvested and living marijuana plants cultivated in such an area and possess any items or equipment associated with the above activities. Okay. The law knows that you're going to produce more than one ounce in 25 square feet. They know that. They're not fucking stupid. They know that if you grow 25 square feet of weed, you're going to have more than an ounce. Um, so I don't know. It's To me, it's like, yeah, we're going to set this one ounce limit, but we're not going to really try to like – <laughs> like control that. We're not going to be like arresting people. Basically, we're just not going to be arresting people for marijuana anymore. I don't know. I don't know. That's what it. That's what it's screaming to me on the end. It's not like, hey, we're going to pass this law, and you guys are going to think it's awesome, but then we're totally going to fuck you and arrest all of you and throw everyone in jail. It's actually going to be more strict than it is now. Well, I don't think these- that's- under the terms of the measure, um, the state could also enact laws to allow larger amounts of cannabis as well. And, yeah, but, uh, and yep. they could also enact new laws to regulate the commercial production of marijuana. Sure. And it, uh, it, it does pro- prohibit state and local law enforcement agencies from seizing or destroying marijuana that's, uh, that was processed or used or sold in accordance with the measure, which that part, I have to say, I'm 100% of them for that. Um, so there's a lot of parts of this that I'm just completely, you know, behind, and I'm ne- there's no part of it that I'm actually completely not behind or against and opposed to in any way. I just there's parts of it that I'm not really clear on what they mean by certain things. So I think I'm just, you know, give I need a little bit more time to come up to speed on this, and I'll give you uh, of course my exact feelings, you know, down the road here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and this is something that we're going to be talking about for a while, and and we're going to spend a lot of our time rationalizing this out on the air. Matt, where are you on this so far, buddy? Are you around right now? How are you feeling about this bill? I'm around. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I I have not read the bill, but uh, I'm going to have a hard time voting no on this one. Uh, Right. I have a lot of friends that say that. They're like, oh, I'm worried about my job security, but I I can't really see myself going in the voting box and voting no against legalizing marijuana to some degree. I feel I almost have a moral obligation to. Yeah. Yeah. So you agree, then, that this is not going to actually be a step backwards as far as, like, it's going to make it more liberal, right? Like, we're going to have more marijuana freedom with this, not less. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would agree on that, too. Okay, so as far as whether or not it gives us more access, more freedom, we're going to kind of agree at this point. It seems like a step forward currently with the knowledge we have. I would, I would, I would go that far. Yeah, it's I would venture to say, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, um, what have you heard, Matt? Have you talked with anyone around here that's against it, and uh, what kind of reasoning have they they given you? Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I know a few people that are in in the business who ha, who have said they are going to vote uh, no for the bill due to their business interests. Yeah, um, like yeah. they don't want to pay taxes. Um, they, you know, I think it's. I I think that they're those are the kind of people that they are probably not going to have legitimate. Uh, business business interests you know after, after legalization does happen I, um, I'm it just seems that to me like they're not they're not planning for the future they're wanting to keep the status quo mm-hmm. they don't want to pay taxes they don't want it's, the profit margin to shrink they don't that's want the profit margin I think I don't I don't think it's paying taxes so much they don't want is the profit margin to shrink which okay let's say hypothetically the price goes all the way to one-third of its value currently wouldn't you say that anyone that has some uh is really motivated in this business has like like the ability to to produce three times as much after legalization absolutely um the problem is less of figuring out how to produce more to make up the loss of the sales price it's more about figuring out how to create the sales contracts and the find the avenues to distribute your product legally throughout the state, I think is where the, you know, a lot of the real, in my opinion, is where a lot of the real, like, oh my God, how the fuck is this going to work sort of thing, you know, like, because, yeah, so price drops a third, I think I can, uh, you know, a lot of people I know can increase tenfold like that legally, probably the amount they produce that makes up for the loss in the price. But I think the problem is going to be how do we sell it at that point? You know, like how is the open market, legal open market, going to work? So people, I think, are pretty fucking worried about all that. Um, and then there's obviously, you know, like um, <laughs> I don't know. Here's some of the reasons I've got that I've heard from people. A lot of people are anti-corporation in general up in this part of um, of California. Uh, even though they themselves set up corporations, right? Um, they still have an anti-big corporate sort of outlook on things. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, I share that um, as well. Uh, so to me, more of it is is trying to figure out how to conglomerate all these people together in this industry in the state so that they can keep everyone that wants to is motivated enough educated enough can continue working you know can stay with it if you have the drive for it if you really love this i really hope that people will still be able to have jobs and like marlboro doesn't come in and knock everyone out and people are they are scared of that however to me it seems like i don't know it seems like a little bit of a fear tactic really like from people that just want to like promote the status quo. What do you think? Do you think people, do you think that people as, you know, that are really educated, have been doing this for a long time, have a lot of knowledge, potentially have some capital already, have a strong network. Do you think that they're going to be pushed out of the industry? What do you think? I think they might just choose to leave or they, they might just be marginalized somewhat. I don't know if they'll be pushed out but you know you're not you, at, at the it, it, so you need to grow 
10 times as much to to make a living, you know, right? You, well, you no, can, I mean, not necessarily. If the price goes down to a third of its current value, you then need to dr only grow three. three times as much, right? Sure, you're still not going to do that in your residence. Nope, probably not, unless so, you're on like an acre or so, right? So this is not a part-time job anymore. No, it doesn't pay as well hourly as it used to. That's a that's definitely a change, right? <laughs> you be, it's it's basically go big or go home now, right? I think yeah. so, and but I mean, you know, big doesn't necessarily mean you need like a thousand acres or anything. I think big means you need to grow an acre of weed to live off of or something, right? Yeah, yeah, not a, not a thousand acres, not fifty acres, and not, I mean, but I maybe mean, maybe a few greenhouses. I mean, like if we look at wine in Napa Valley, there's a ton in, in Mendocino and Sonoma, there are a ton of farms, you know, and um, there's even a lot of people there that supplement their income with small acre, two acre plots of grapes. And uh, I think that, I, I mean, I don't know, I think that uh, marijuana will hold its value above that of wine. So I, I still think that there will be room for a lot of independent farming. I really just can't imagine, especially in an, like in California where we've created like a, a consumer-based market that's like kind of connoisseur-like, that all of a sudden everybody's be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I got my Marlboro Greens in the pack. That'll do me. I'm all right, you know. I don't think that's going to happen. I still think we're going to have a big market for high grade. Even for a long time, I think indoor is still going to stick around. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. There are people in the state that won't smoke anything other than indoor grown weed. That's like their thing. Now, in the future, when greenhouse and outdoor and like, you know, supplemented weed is um, grown that's obviously as high quality and proven to be as high quality, they may change their minds. I just don't see like I don't see like it knocking every farm around. I don't think you're going to be able to make a lot of money in your extra bedroom anymore, though. You know. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What about the corporatization thing? You mentioned that a minute ago. Do you think mm -hmm. that that's a legitimate concern? Do you think that this is a push to get it? Because you know that you know they're trying to build up Oaksterdam and all that's going on. So that's kind of a. Uh, it's not corporatized necessarily, but it's it's serious organized business efforts. You know, it's 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 driven by profit margin. I mean, here's what here's what I think. I think that even in the black market, the people mm -hmm. with the capital have an advantage. Always. I don't think that there is any market gray, black, red, blue, purple, pink. I don't give a shit what color the market is. Right. <laughs> as long as there's people with money, they have an advantage. They have a competitive advantage over those with, that don't. People that have plenty of capital can buy all of the weed whenever they want to, and they can set the prices, and then they can remarket it at a higher price and within an hour and make a profit margin. And they're do, essentially doing the same thing that growers are doing, except they have capital to buy all of the all of the all of the product in the area if they want to. So they have an advantage. So I think that corporatization of a product is inevitable in America. I don't think there's any way – I mean, I think if your problem is corporatization, then your problem has nothing to do with weed. It's more of, oh, this sucks because it's going to take my money away because I don't want to have to fucking work for someone else. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, dude, I, I want to, like, keep on surfing six hours a day and being able to make, you know, make a decent living in my – 
bedroom or my garage or whatever. And I think that's the thing. It's like when you look when you look at a commodity like this, how sustainable is it for everyone really to be to be able to make as much money as they do in their bedroom? Like as a, I mean, if if it right. continued this way, then everyone in America, that's all they would do is like grow weed in their bedroom, you know? And and that's not I mean, I, you know, I hate to say that those people are going to be out, but it's true. They're going to be out. Those people are going to have to expand on their own or work for people that have expanded. And I'm not sure that that doesn't mean that there won't be – I believe there will be good-paying jobs for people in this industry here in California. And do I believe that it's going to be corporate, corp, uh, a corporate structure that runs it? Yep, it will be. Does that necessarily mean that it's going to be Marlboro that takes over the whole state? No. I think there's going to be competition for a while. I think that over the years you'll see, just like in any other business, there'll be a lot of – uh, a lot of merging. There'll be, you know, this big thing up here, and then the big thing in Oaksterdam, and then a big company out of Southern California, and we'll all have our niches and our things and certain products people like, and we'll we'll all compete, and we'll all start merging. And sure, I bet that you know com- companies from out of the area will come in and try to compete and this and that, and it'll be just like any other business, really. Um, but yeah, I mean. So will it become corporate? Sure. It's already becoming corporate. I mean, even the way that it is right now, it's it's super corporate. I mean, you go to a dispensary, it's got corporations all stinking all over it. I mean, they run it just like one, you know? And it's a huge change to a big transition for people, and I think they're nervous about that. I mean, I think the the wholesale prices have dropped in the last five years about a thousand bucks probably already. So they're they're nervous from the get-go before this initiative popped up. You know, I, it's uh, it's interesting. I like to see if or how their that group of individ- of people's uh, opinion changes as things progress, and if this is passed, I don't know. There, uh, there's there's so many different figures that are really important that people are throwing around that are very varied and kind of. Like how much potential revenue will be stirred up, you know, how much, uh, I don't know. I know right now a Humboldt state economist, uh, guessed that marijuana accounts for between 500 and 700 million of the county's 3.6 billion economy of Humboldt County. So that's a pretty big chunk. Yeah, that's. You know, uh, that, that's, I think that's, I, I would bet that's pretty low. That's a probably fairly low ball. Absurd, yeah. But you know, it goes along with what you were just saying. You're fighting, you're fighting the, the, the business end of it. I mean, the legitimate business end of it. Why don't you just get involved and invest yourself in it? And that, that raises a question. Uh, that's an honest, that's a good, honest question with, uh, with humble and those, the, a lot of the growers there that why, I mean, Everybody in the planet knows Humboldt County, seems like, you know, four, four candidates. Brand it, dude. And Brand so, it. Right? So yeah. I mean, that would seem like the ultimate opportunity. You're already the the Amsterdam of United States of America, you know, beside outside of the legalization, you know, factors. I mean, so right. uh, by, by popularity, I guess is what I'm saying. So, I mean, shoot, you could capitalize on that, right? 
man, it's just we're going to vote a big fat no up here, and the, and the bill will. Pro- I mean, because we're statistically insignificant to the vote to the overall voting block, you know, but. Mm-hmm. We're going to vote a, probably as big of a fat no as like the most conservative areas of California. And um, <laughs> to me, that just says people want to be outlaws. You know, like all these people that have, are up here and support taxes for things like wildlife studies and education and, and roads and, and all sorts of government programs. Uh, in the end, they don't want to pay taxes. They don't want to work in a legal industry. They want to. They want. There is a, a certain segment of the population up here that wants to remain outlaws, cowboys, wild west. That's what they like. That's how they make all their dough. They're stoked on it. They want to do it, you know. And that's what they want to continue. And I just can't really find anything other than that, like to. To, to like say why why we're we're against it we're against it because it's happening too quick we don't know what to do we're not ready we're not organized there's not a leader there's no one leading the movement to to figure out how to stamp it and everyone wants to be their own individual business owner no one wants to work with anyone no one wants to partner up with anyone because of the way that this business is and the black market effects on us and everything and like it's just it's it's a trip man to like to think that like I live in the marijuana mecca of the United States, one of the marijuana meccas of the world, and then when it really comes down to it, we're like against legalization. Yeah. Uh, what an interesting dilemma! What a dichotomy! What like a I mean, dude, it is, it, man. And then walking into that voting box puts every person in a spot of a moral dilemma really you know like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't like well, from, how's it going to sh- shake out you know from those growers perspective what's really going to change i mean i'm i've read several i read an, read an article right now um that's talking about the trimmers you know during harvest season they count on that uh extra work as trimmers to make ends meet they make about 25 bucks an hour now this is legalized and you can legally cultivate and sell it and if you pay taxes on it and all that and keep books and so forth then what do you think they're going to make an hour trimming then i mean would it really go down that much would it well well the current way that trimming really works is is it works based off of how good a trimmer is it's a it's a you collect beans and you get paid per bean sort of thing not per time You, if you're a fast, dedicated trimmer and you're trimming some really high-quality herb that's easy to trim, you can make $50, $60, $75 an hour. But even the good one that's trimming on a crappy grow can only make like you know $10 an hour. People that first start out in the when they first start trimming, they make like six, seven, eight bucks an hour trimming because they're not good at it. And we pay based off of off of success, not based off of time. So, um, you know, right, currently. What um, would that change? Well, you know, the the thing is, is I look at, um, I I was, you know, I was wondering about that. So I looked at like how they do coffee in Hawaii or whatever. And bean pickers in Hawaii get paid per weight still too. So you could try, you know, different companies can try to do the same things. And I think that a successful company that would form from this would try to 
make the change as gradual as possible for people in this area and that are in this industry. That's their success model, right, is to try to keep people that are working in this business, keep things as normal as, as possible for as long as possible and make the steps gradual towards all the change it will incur. So, yes, you start off paying trimmers based off of weight, same way that it's been. They don't have to change anything. And then you tell them, you know, like at some point, you know, in a year, two years or whatever, we're going to start paying hourly on this and blah, 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 blah. And trimming will be like a entry-level fucking job. Trimming is an entry-level job, dude. It's an entry-level job that people make $50 yeah. an hour off of right now. Um, that's That's not – sustainable why do people come here to trim weed in the winter because they don't then they don't have to work as much throughout the rest of the fucking year it's like a a seasonal job dude i mean is that really sustainable for the overall economy dude hey matt roll that thing let's listen to this silly thing right here this explains it all to you how i feel all right and now, a message from the American Marijuana Growers Association. Hi, I'm a farmer, and I work hard every day to grow high-quality marijuana, the biggest cash crop in these United States. I'd like to thank you for your support of U.S. marijuana policy. Because marijuana is illegal, I don't have to pay taxes. Even better, prohibition leads to artificially inflated prices, which means a better quality of life for me and my family. As long as I don't get caught. Just as importantly, your tax dollars support thousands of U.S. agents who work tirelessly to keep low-grade foreign marijuana out of our country. So thank you, America. And remember, whether you're nauseated from chemotherapy or just in the mood for a nice, cool buzz, choose the best pot in the world, American Homegrown. <laughs> I can't think of another reason, <sighs> Jamie. I can't think of another yeah. real reason, dude. I really can't, man. And And... I'm here, so if I think it's genuine, like once I think it's something other than uh -huh. we don't want to change the status quo, I'll let you know. But I have not found sure. that sentiment yet for real. Like, I mean, I hear a lot of rationalization, people trying to rationalize a reason to keep the status quo, and there, is, there are rational reasons. Well, look at how many people depend on this, this, that, this, the other. I, I, I understand that, but – at the same time, people still go to jail for marijuana. It's not close to lettuce yet, dude. Sure. And this is one step closer to lettuce, but it requires people that currently work in this situation, in this industry, to really reevaluate and determine how much they're doing it for their love of the product. Right. Are they doing it, or are they doing it for their love of money? And, sure. and that, to me, is going to be where, like what Matt was just saying, that a lot of these people may just leave the industry because they, a lot of people only got in it because they're like, oh, boom, lots of work, little – or lots of money, little work. Effort. That's what I yeah. want. And when it becomes, ooh, good money, lots of work, no, nah. eh, yeah. not into that, dude. So um, – 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I, that's that's a realistically, man. I really don't have another reason for it. So, but maybe I we'll can't... find one. Maybe we'll get some get some real rational explanation. I can definitely get some people that would like to come on. I'm sure and talk with us about it and and uh, give us sure. their their you know energetic reason why we should not pass this bill. I think that, that would, would be helpful for us. That would grow. be that would be great to do that. Um, you know, right now the 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 taxcannabis.org site has a fact page and yep. it says on one of them that according to an April statewide field poll, 56% of Californians support legalizing cannabis. So this uh, initiative has a heck of a lot of support so far. And that's, it's expected as you know, the information gets disseminated down to hold or grow likely, you know, grow. Well, I mean, right. This is the same, it goes back to the same thing we've, we've said, like 99% of people that use marijuana are not working in the marijuana industry. They just use marijuana, you know? So you have the majority of voters are simply looking at it. Well, what's in it for me? They're not worried about people's, uh, about Humboldt County and, and its future, you know, like that's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking about, well, what's in know. it for me? Oh, well, I, I won't ever get arrested for marijuana ever. I don't even have to go pay a doctor yearly anymore or whatever, you know, so, yes. you know, so that's, uh, that's where we're at. I think we're hearing some buzzing on here, dude. I think it's getting close yeah. for us to wrap this bad boy up. These, oh, these are those documents you were sending me earlier, but, uh, dude, I think we're getting to a point to where we're, our ideas are a little repetitive on this. I think uh, sure. everybody's hearing where we're at currently. There's definitely still a lot of knowledge to be gained, a lot of wisdom, a lot of opinions to hear. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Pot Green, and uh, Jamie, you're at Jay Casanova, Jay Casanova. right? Jay yep. Casanova. The show has a the show still lacks a Twitter site. Never mind. But I think we have started. It's the, good. Cannabis it's, agenda. Cannabis Agenda. Okay, it's registered on Twitter. Uh, we still need to get you guys an email, uh, a, a website, and uh, I guess we still really need to launch the, the promotion and marketing for this bad boy so that you're actually listening. But um, I, think, uh, I think that um, this is a very exciting time, and if you're not tuned in, you need to tune in now because uh, we've got like six months to go in this campaign, and it's just about to start heating up. And um, yeah. It's, uh, we'll see what all comes out of it. Absolutely. So, we'll keep our uh, eyes on the ball and keep reporting on what's going on as things develop. So we need to thank our engineer, Cogs. Thanks, Cogs. We appreciate it, you. And uh, next week we'll be back. And um, I believe one of the big top talking points is going to be what's, what is the Emerald Triangle going to look like and be like after legalization? Until mm. next time, guys, I'm Pot Green. I'm Jay Cass. All right. Peace and pot. Ciao. See you next time. You've been listening to The Cannabis Agenda, your weekly source for cannabis-related news and informed discussion. We podcast for an hour every Monday covering topics related to cannabis legalization, medical marijuana, and market-related information. You can follow online with us at CannabisAgenda.com.